You might be wondering, if angels are real, and if the God who sends them is not willing that any of his little ones should perish, then why do you still fall into temptation? There's a famous picture of an angel watching over two children on a rickety bridge. I've seen it many, many times. I think it goes all the way back to the early 1900s. And it uh, shows these two little children walking in the middle of a storm and they're going across a rickety bridge that's over a stream and uh, by themselves they would be in a ton of danger. But the painting also shows something that apparently the children can't see, which is a large guardian angel watching over them so that they don't fall off the edge, which is very comforting when it comes to our physical life sometimes, but, but what about your spiritual life? If angels are real and if God isn't willing that any of us should perish, then why does he allow us to fall into temptation and also suffer the consequences of it? There's a story in the Bible that helps us address that question. It's about a man named Balaam. It's in, the, uh, it's in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 22. And so a man named Balaam got up to make a journey one day and he started riding on his donkey. And apparently God wasn't very happy with Balaam. But as he was going along on the donkey, uh, an angel appeared in front of the donkey that the donkey could see, but that Balaam was not allowed to see. And when the angel, or when the donkey saw the angel in front of him, it started going into a different direction, started going off into a field, which of course got Balaam, who was riding the donkey, very angry. And he started, he started getting angry at the donkey and started beating the donkey very, very badly until it went back on the path. But the angel didn't go away. The angel stayed in front of the donkey, and at one point, the donkey was going through uh, a very narrow pass with walls on the right and the left, and the angel was right there in front of it, not wanting the donkey to pass through. And so the donkey tried to squeeze his way around the angel, and as he's squeezing his way around the angel, he is pressing Balaam's foot up against the, uh, the wall, up against him, crushing his foot. And so Balaam got really, really angry again, not seeing the angel, not knowing what was happening, and he started beating the donkey again. You know, you bad, you know, you bad animal, you're not supposed to be doing this. And he started beating him really badly. So then the donkey gets up and they start riding again. And a third time they, they come to a place where the angel was in front of the donkey again and the donkey didn't have the ability to go to the right or the left and so the donkey just decided to sit down with Balaam on top of him. And Balaam was irate by this time. And so he started beating him again, beating him again. And at this point the angel did something somewhat remarkable. It spoke through the donkey. <laughs> so the donkey opened its mouth and said to Balaam, what are you doing? <laughs> Which I would think would surprise, would surprise him, but he apparently started having a conversation with his donkey, but the donkey says, you know, what, what are you doing? Am I not the donkey who's been here for so many years and I've always been good and always been faithful? Why are you beating me? Don't you trust that I know what, I, that I know what I'm doing? And then at that point, it says the Bible opened up Balaam's eyes, or God opened up Balaam's eyes so that he also was able to see the angel. And at that point, Balaam discovered the truth. That we can't always see or perceive how God's angels are working. That's certainly the truth for us. We can't always see or perceive how God's angels are working. And God wanted him to see that. But he also wanted him to see something else. He wanted him to see himself. After Balaam saw the angel and realized what he had done, do you know what he said? I've sinned. I've sinned. And then he said to God, God, if you want nothing more to do with me, just 
to say the word and, and I'll walk away. And the angel didn't stop that from happening, from helping Balaam see his mistakes. From Balaam's, the angel didn't stop his anger from getting the best of him. Just as angels often don't stop us from letting our pet sins and any other sins sometimes get the best of us. In fact, in that case, the angel actually provoked it so that Balaam could see just how much control his anger had over him, even when it came to a donkey. God wanted Balaam to see that angels are working in ways that we can't always see or perceive, but he also wanted him to see something else that was very important besides himself. He wanted him to see the God who always treats us far better than we deserve. After Balaam said, I've sinned and I wouldn't blame you if you want nothing to do with me, God picked him up and he said, no, I want you to keep going. And if you read through the rest of that section in the book of Numbers, you'll see that Balaam ended up being an incredible witness for the God who always treats us far better than we deserve and whose angel helped Balaam see that and whose angels in whatever ways that we won't always be able to perceive want you to see it too. And there's one place that very regularly God will point us over and over again and again. Especially in those moments when it's obvious to us that my anger, my greed, my lust, or any other sin, when it gets the best of me far too easily, God wants us to see the day when God himself is the one who was crushed. The day when God himself is the one who was beaten so that you could walk through the rest of your life knowing that you're forgiven. You're forgiven, whatever it is. God knows who we are. He knows how prone to sin our hearts will always be. He wants us to see that so that we stop putting so much trust in ourselves and find our soul's greatest rest in the one who bled and died and rose for you and me. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast but want to go even deeper in your faith, I want to invite you to check out all the great content that we put out here at Time of Grace. Um, the easiest way for you to do that, and the way that I personally do that, is by signing up for the Time of Grace email. I might be biased, <laughs> but I think the Time of Grace team does a great job putting all into one email, a written devotion, a video devotion, a blog post, podcasting options. It's a way that I love to start my day. And if you want to go deeper with Jesus, it's a great way to start yours too. Just look for the link in the episode notes to sign up and thanks for your support.